Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bengalis in New York show. My name is Arik and uh, we were repping it for, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and all over the world. So welcome and enjoy. Artist, actor, and overall a terrible person. <laughs> that's not that's not my description of you. That's your description of you. Yes. Why why is that? Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just I do a lot of everything and I don't know how to really define myself. So I just uh I like debasing myself to make people like me. So yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Nisha's like, what are we what are we talking about? So Nisha, that's her that's her like uh tagline on her Instagram. I saw that, and I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> I was wondering, you know, what's what's that got to do with? So there's a storm in Bangladesh. How are you? Um, how are you doing? Oh man, um, actually, it's starting to look better uh, because we were expecting it to go through Dhaka, but it's not. It has turned around, and instead, it went through Ratshahi. So Ratshahi took a lot of damage for us. But it's kind of turning around and not going deeper into uh, the country right now. So uh, people, there's been a lot of damage already, but uh, it's better than we were, we thought it was going to be. So, yeah. You Did you grow up in Dhaka? I did. I, I grew up like, I grew up kind of all over the place. My dad um, moved to New York when I was like two years old. So I've kind of been... Oh, I, I mean, I've lived in New York a lot, uh, not for like a long period of time at once, but for like six months, four months, three months, every year or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where in New York? I grew up between, in, straight in Brooklyn, Foster Avenue. My oh, dad's wow. still there. We're still, uh, we still come around every year. Uh, we were, I was actually supposed to be in New York right now, but yeah, not... <laughs> Wow, I I actually lived near Forster for a long time. So I know that area yeah, very yeah. well. It's a huge Pakistani uh, neighborhood there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My whole building was just full of Pakistani people, and it was just us, one Bengali family. But we had the coolest, nicest neighbors, so it was really awesome. Wow. So um, I know your your mom was an actor. So uh, is that what initially drew you to acting? Um, did you feel pressure because of your mom, or is it something that you you uh, it's something you've always wanted to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom kind of my mom didn't want me to do this. I kind of started out super young as like a baby artist. Uh, my mom was in this uh, show where she was going to get uh, kicked out from her in laws' house with her newborn child, and the baby who was playing that part got sick last minute so they had to bring me in that's how i really started uh this career i guess wow Uh, my mom tried to keep me out of it um and they tried to talk me out of getting into theater school but i kind of pushed back because this is kind of like this is all i knew i grew up in art i grew up behind stage uh like i slept on costume and prop trunks so it was very natural yeah Wow. So I I was born in Bangladesh. So I actually have seen Bengali movies. Uh, I've seen obviously Natoks. Nisha, Nisha, yeah. Nisha's uh, actually a lot younger than us, but she was born here. Nisha, I'm curious. Okay. Have you ever watched any Bengali movies or Natoks? Um, in ratio to Hindi movies, I would say maybe one in my whole life. Wow. Do you remember which <laughs> one it was? 
<laughs> I've listened to a lot of natoks, however, because uh, okay. my dad has them blasting oh. downstairs. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So why do you think... Sure. Why, uh, I'm curious. Why do you think... Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think Bollywood movies are so much more prevalent outside of South Asia than B- Bengali movies? Yo, it's like... I don't I don't really blame us. I kind of also grew up more on Bollywood mm. content than I did on in my on my content, you know? Like I wouldn't watch um the TV shows that my mom was in. Uh because when I grew up, we had TV, we had everything. We had every channel from India. I had every channel like I had like anime channel, I had AXN, I had Star movies. So like tough competition, I think. And also because <laughs> Um, you know, you want to talk about Bollywood, it's just, India is just so massive and they're all over the world, really. So they take their culture with them. They take their movies with them and p- people see them. And, you know, it's really cool thing that you just brought up uh, because I, I'm only, I only really recently realized that there's such a huge market for like uh, South Asian movies um, abroad. I did not know that before. And it's really cool to see that. And you know, I know that, you know, our movies are not like super celebrated right now, but I think we're well on our way. It's just going to take a few more years to get on the national, I mean, international horizon. Yeah. Well, I saw uh, Made in Bangladesh. Um, I went to one of the premiere. Right. I also got to meet the director and I, I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was really good acting. Thank and it was, you so much. And I think it was, um, I think. A lot of, like, my friends, if I tell them to watch a Bengali movie, I think they would probably imagine it to be, like, over-dramatized, you know, really yeah. bad fighting scenes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, singing and dancing. And none of that, none of that was in Made in Bangladesh. And, mm-hmm. and I think those are the types of movies I think probably would appeal to people like Nisha or, or, or myself. Are they making oh, yeah. more of that? Are they making more of that now? Yeah, um, you know, um, my director, Rubai Tosan, she's always kind of made this kind of movies. Her storytelling is just always so realistic and stoic. And while we were making that movie, we were almost like, we were saying like, this is a it's kind of a documentary because we try to make it as real as possible. Um, but there, I mean, people are starting to make those kind of movies because they realize that, oh, audiences are watching them because in Bangladesh, a very large part of the audience is outside of Taka. So, and I think they only have uh, access to like Bollywood movies or like super mainstream Hollywood movies, you know? So they kind of expect that from Bangladeshi film industry. And that's what we've been making all this time. But all of a sudden there's like a ton of movies going to festivals. They're doing really well, they're doing awards. So like people are really paying attention. And I think, you know, like filmmakers, they're um, turning around from like making advertisements and like turning out around to like make movies like these. So, yeah, it's a cool, cool thing that's happening right now. Do you enjoy? Do you enjoy um, television acting over film, or, or do you not? Do you not have a preference? Actually, no, no, I don't. Because I don't know. Like, I think I don't know. Television acting is more nine to five. Uh, it's more of a stable job thing. I like the madness of making a film and, um, and the characters uh, that I've been getting lately, they've been, uh, they've been hard 
like they kind of require me to go out of my very really regular lifestyle and i think i really enjoy that over mm. tv also you gotta go do tv work like every day there's no oh, like, really if you're in a yeah if you're in like a series Bangladeshi series they're super long it's not like six seasons it's like 20 20 40 20 30 seasons you know hundreds of episodes so like if you're signed on for one of them wow you have wow. to be there every day and that's a bit boring to be honest to me i, I guess yeah wow so Novera, i've always wondered as being yeah. an actress do you ever feel stress or tension when it comes to finding roles yeah oh my god uh, i'm stressed out right now <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a constant struggle. Like y- you have this saying among actors worldwide, I think. Like everyone's kind of scared that that that's going to be their last job, you know? Mm-hmm. You could get on a pr- production and then something bad might happen to the final product and you might get canceled for the rest of your life. You never know, you know? Um so yeah, that's a constant stress that just comes with the job and yeah, it's just a job without any like safety net. Um, yeah, and especially now, like during quarantine, I can't really do that whole networking, going to places, auditioning for things, you know, like because that's how it works. You you read for parts, you read with other people to see if you're, you know, a fit for for like a project, and you can't do that right now. So it's been super hard lately. Um, I'm I'm always uh, fascinated by the um, English medium schools in in Bangladesh. So speaking to you, you, you sound like somebody that just grew up here. Um, yeah, I'm always fascinated by the English medium schools because I can't. I feel so, like you have the best of both worlds. I feel like like you said, you have access to pretty much all the culture, a lot of the culture via yeah. TV that we have here. But you also grew, mm-hmm. but you grew up in Bangladesh, um, and you're so and so in a way, you're actually. Um, closer to like the motherland and, and the and the root of the root of our culture. So, um, do you miss it? Do you miss like Dhaka when you when you're you know when you're in New York or when you're in Canada? All the time. I can't decide where I want to be. Like, um, so I went to uh, Canada for my university, right? Like, I was there for uh, almost two and a half years, and I was so homesick. It was crazy. I I literally had to take a semester off to come back here and just stay here. And like after staying here for like six months, I just couldn't wait to go back. But by then I already had like contracts and so I like I just couldn't get up and leave. Um yeah, yo, being an English medium student here is like it's a it's a pretty it's a weird experience. Like you're like in the midst of everything. Your family only deals with very traditional values, but you go to school and you yeah. See stuff and and you're not <laughs> like that. So you always kind of like sacrificing one thing or the other. You either sacrificing like your lifestyle or you're sacrificing your family time because you're like, no, I'm gonna be a rebel and just do what I want. But yeah. But yeah, it's also fun. It's yeah, definitely fun because um yeah, as you said, we grew up with a lot more stuff around us. Like I don't like the word globalized g- global citizen, but <laughs> Where it's it's easier yeah. to be a global citizen if you go to an English medium school here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of my perception of Bangladesh before I went back was, you know, mm. of a third world country. But I stayed. Mm. I, I had some family that knew, um, I guess, the the 
the owner of Mastermind, which is right. which is a English medium school in Uttara, yeah. and I stayed in in the guest house of that of that school, and right. it was actually the nicest apartment I've ever been in, and it was in it was <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Dhaka. And I was just like, I was telling my friends, like, you guys got, you guys got to see this apartment. It is in Dhaka, and it's not what you would expect. This was in two thousand seven, and I was just, I was shocked. Um, so it's like the perception that of Bangladesh, of this like grungy, you know, third world yeah. city, mm-hmm. um, definitely changed my mind after, after you know, going to that medium school and just meeting some of the kids in that school too. I mean, they knew as much as about American culture as as I did. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because. We consume American culture like crazy. I can tell you more things about American politics than I can say about my country because I'm watching late night every day. So, Mm. um, yeah. And the country has really changed over the years. You know, even when I came back from Canada, like just after two and a half years, I was like, wow, things are better now. And then people had, I don't know, I like culturally, culturally, like people are more free now than it used to be before. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, when I came back, I didn't have like, it's a weird thing to bring up, but I'm just thinking about this now. It's like people were not staring at me in the streets anymore. You know, I was not getting catcalled. I haven't, I haven't been catcalled since I've been back. And that's wow. a great improvement. Yeah. Wow. That's so like, people are changing. Yeah. Wow. And you know, the, the school that you mentioned, it's actually a pretty fancy school. Yeah. I shouldn't be like, yeah, that's the norm. But, but yeah, uh, there are really fancy things here now. And people are starting to get richer. So yeah. Nisha, have you been back to Bangladesh? I don't know if I asked you this before. You know, I'm a little envious hearing both of you right now because I was too <laughs> old the last time I went to Bangladesh. And I only remember stories people telling me. Like, I, my mom tells me a story all the time that I took home a goat. Don't remember <laughs> that. Um, that I, I broke into someone's luggage. Don't remember that. <laughs> but it's wow. it's so awesome hearing about Dhaka and because I'm from Tangail and um, my other part of the family is from Dhaka, so I kind of get both of those worlds. And I'm just so jealous hearing both of you right now. Everybody has a goat story going to back to Bangladesh. That's so interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 If you look at if yeah. you look at one of our previous episodes, we actually have an old episode where my co-founder, Boni co-founder, he talks about like. He has this. I don't even want to go into it, but he has this inc- extravagant goat story. He found a goat, and it was just a really long story. We have a whole episode where he talks about it. It's really interesting. That's great. That's great. I yeah, dude. Everybody has a goat story here. Like it's funny that you just said it because goats are just <laughs> everywhere, and they, they do the funniest things ever. And I have pictures of goats from every set that I've been on. So oh, there wow. you go. That's your That's goat funny. story for me. So um, you have talk about your next film that's coming up, The Rickshaw Girl. Uh, what it's about, um, and what's your what's your character? Right. Um, so Rickshaw Girl is adapted from this uh, children's novel, like children's book by Mitali Parkins. It was like a, a really cool bestseller, and I actually read it when I came back, um, like in two thousand. I don't know, two thousand six, I think. So um, the the plot is about this very young artist girl living in the villages of Bangladesh. She's an artist in the sense that she draws, uh, she does folk painting basically, you know, like what we do, what we call noksha or like, um, um, like the rice pudding designs Mm. that they do. It's very traditional. And like, she's an artist in a village, but suddenly one day her father falls sick and she kind of have to, she kind of has to like take up the 
you know, the responsibility for of her family. And her dad is a rickshaw puller. So she decides, hey, I can just be a rickshaw puller just like my dad. Little does she know that, you know, laundry society, it's hard to be a girl and be a rickshaw puller and all that. So that's the beginning of the story. And yeah, we kind of see her go through all these struggles and she comes to Dhaka at one point. Um, so yeah, that's what the story is about. I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, fine. Yeah, you don't want to give it away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. one thing I, I read that you obviously had to ride a rickshaw, but there were scenes where that you shot where the other rickshaw wallas didn't know that you were acting. And they were yeah. like giving they were giving you like advice on on, how, on what to do. Oh, just just the absolute best part of the whole thing. Um, so the rickshaw that I was riding it was an actual rickshaw. We did not use any rigs. Uh, it was just um, I had to like do strength training to pull that uh, because I just wasn't strong enough. So um, we are in the middle of this extremely uh, busy area in Dhaka, and. There's like a ton of rickshaws. It's like a free for all, no like no traffic rules kind of place. And uh, I'm on a rickshaw, and there's like two people, um, you know, behind me sitting on my rickshaw, and I kind of have to just like drive them around. And at one point, I got so tired because I just couldn't pull anymore. And we were kind of doing this guerrilla shooting kind of thing where people couldn't see the camera. It was hidden behind this microbus who was filmed, like kind of following my rickshaw around. So at this point I was stuck and I was like trying to pedal, but I couldn't go forward. The rickshaw beside me, he kind of pushed my rickshaw and then gave me like a, gave me a push basically. And they, and they do that. Rickshaws, they help each other out when like somebody's kind of stuck. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, Hey, you're so young. What are you doing? Trying to pull a rickshaw, you know, like go, go works in a garments factory. He could tell <laughs> that I was a girl. Uh, in disguise mm. he could tell um, but he did not obviously know that I was acting so and I responded to him as part of the scene and we just finished it he helped me out you know I said thank you Jaja and I just went about finished the scene and, wow it's one of the best best things ever I think that happened wow. to me Thank you, Josh. Yeah. You know what? I, my Bangla's, I understand Bangla well, but these guys they they, yeah. they curse they curse at each other all the time. It's I find it I find it really funny. They're like just like because it's so much traffic, right? They're always just hitting each other, yeah. and it's, it's just like, I mean, I feel like they're like cursing in languages that in a language that I don't understand. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like New Dhaka is like a mini New York. I'm not like we are like New Yorkers. Okay, everyone's always in a rush. Everyone's pushing each other. No one gives a shit. Like everyone's cursing each other out. I feel like that's the culture here. I think I like that. I I yeah. like that. Um, about this country <laughs> yeah and um i actually I, I i i think the best r- uh, way to travel in dhaka is is rickshaws like so you get to see everything um mm-hmm. and you i mean you're just not stuck in a car that's literally sitting for a long time at least with a rickshaw you could move so i i really yeah. enjoyed uh getting around in a rickshaw in Bangladesh. i wish they had rickshaws actually well they do have rickshaws here but they're it's more so expensive. Yeah, they're they're more oh, for yeah. like an experience, and they like they're like literally yeah, twelve yeah. twelve dollars an hour. Like they're they're ridiculous for for no reason. Um, yeah, I don't want us like I don't want any rickshaws in this country to know what prices they charge in Times Square. That's just 
I don't know. It's just so ridiculous. It's heartbreaking to me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Rickshaws, Rickshaws are the best. So I'm like super happy that I got to do a film with like Rickshaws and them. That's the biggest heritage of Taka, I think. Um, so what advice would you give to other uh, young Bengalis that are interested in acting? Uh, just do it. Just jump into it. Uh, I think the easiest way to jump into this is to get into theater. Uh, a lot of people already do that here. Uh, but also, if you get into theater, you're just going to, you know, just fall into the community. And then if you have what it takes, if you have the determination, you can learn. Um, you'll go ahead. You'll go far. And yeah, people will take you seriously. Uh, there was like, like a perception that, you know, it's not supported to be in the arts here, but that's also kind of changing. So just jump into it. That's my advice. What would be the advice you would give to maybe kids who don't have supportive parents, maybe that are younger and kind of have to follow their parents' rules? Like, for instance, me, I was into theater for a lot of my life because I'm a public Mm -hmm. speaker. And in order to get into public Mm -hmm. speaking, I got into acting first. Um, And I remember my parents telling me, like, girls don't belong on stages. And really culturally kind of, like, adapted. So would that same advice apply to those kids? Oh, yes. And also, I I just got to say that, you know, my mom, she's into acting. And she kind of did not want me to pursue this uh, as a career. She kind of tried to talk me out of into going to theater school, as I said, mentioned before. And you gotta be, gotta be persistent. You gotta be gung-ho about it. I know it's super hard. I mean, I have friends who deal with this issue right now. I have artist friends who lie to their family right now and travel and do music shows and do acting shows. So like, it's really sad. It's messed up and it's hard. I know, but you just gotta do it. You gotta do it for the future generations. You gotta do it now. You gotta fight the power now so that your kids don't have to do this. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I am really sorry to hear that, but I hope you do it secretly anyway. <laughs> do it. Do it. Um, do everything that you want to do. Are you conscious of the the topics that are portrayed in the movies you pick? Is that because obviously first the movie well, the ones that I'm very aware of is the garment industry and now you know, I guess you know rickshaw like are you conscious of does it have to yeah. be like a um, like a social issue for you f- to do a movie? Not really, but I I want some sort of truth in whatever I'm doing. I want some sort of justice in whatever I'm doing. Um, my character does not have to be a positive character. It doesn't have to be like an ideal person. But I want to say, like, I want to make art that talks about the reality of the worth, like, of the world. And, um, you know, so I think I don't really consciously choose those characters. They just come to me. People kind of think that I don't want to do a lot of characters. I don't want to do, like, girly characters or whatever. It's not that at all. Um, I want to play all kinds of things and, and I hope I do in the future. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really. I don't need it to be super politically correct. I just want it to be something real and something just. Yeah. Do you envision yourself ever working in Hollywood? I, I don't know. Everybody asks me this, but I'm like, yo, I don't know. I don't know. 
if I'm going to be in this uh, like profession in the next year, because mm. um, I do a lot of things uh, and is it's worked out for the last few years. Um, I just, I just want to see where it takes me. You know, I've worked in Canadian theater um, and I think if I were to move somewhere, I would definitely pursue acting there as well. Uh, I just haven't planned for it now. I'll just mm. see what happens really. What are your, some of your other talents? I know you draw, you, you paint as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, kind of have, yeah, I, I make images. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not like super serious about it, but this is something that I've done consistently since I was young. And, you know, I also work as a line producer right now. So I'm trying to learn more jobs uh, behind the camera, trying to stay in the trade in as many ways as possible. So that's also kind of like another thing that I do. Like I'm getting into producing. So yeah. oh wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it just opens up uh, opens up your options for the future. That's cool. Yeah, because um, like I also wanna I also want to control the stories that I say. Uh, I know I just said that it's not a conscious choice, but um, hey, I got stories I want to say as well. So like I'm trying to also learn like a producing job or like a directing job on the side. And, you know, going back to uh, Nisha's question, um, how to like go about do this kind of thing, pick like an organizational job in the industry, you know, like if you want to be a musician, if you want to be related to a band or whatever, become a band manager. Then you get to go to shows and come home and be like, yo, I'm a manager. That's so. really smart, actually. That's very smart. <laughs> I, I know, right? Like, just the moment you do some sort of organizational job uh, in the arts industry, you, you kind of legitimize yourself a bit more. This is a lesson so, yeah. on the parents, I see. This is very good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let me, know if, let me know if it works. For sure. Um, you know, one thing that we talked about in, in one of our previous episodes about uh, Natoks and... Yeah. I always find this interesting because I actually found watching Natoks, I found the quality of Natoks to be um, a lot higher than, than film. I just felt like the, the plots were a lot more put together. I felt like the, um, a lot of some of the acting. And then um, I yeah. think my co-founder uh, explained this and it makes sense to me. I want to get your thoughts on this is that the Natoks are obviously targeted toward people that have TVs. And people that have mm-hmm. TVs are in Bangladesh are people that are, that are wealthier. Um, so mm-hmm. they're considered mm-hmm. more sophisticated. So that's why the mm-hmm. plots and, uh, are, are a little bit more sophisticated. Whereas yeah. the movies are targeted toward people that are moviegoers, so theaters. And mm-hmm. when I go to theaters, uh, a lot of the people that go to theaters, are, they don't have TVs at home and they go there to escape. So rickshaw drivers uh, and blue-collar workers. Um, so that's why they're not as concerned about the plots in the in the theater, in the movies, as opposed mm. to the Natoks. What do you, what do you think about mm. that hypothesis? I, 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 I agree. Um, to a very large extent, it is a very economical thing. Um, but also, I want to add something to that, that it's, um, you know, the Bangladeshi cinema industry, it's pretty much, it's very well guarded by the patrons of the industry. Mm. Um, it's harder to get into film than it is uh, with Natok, you know. For film, you just have to jump through so many hoops. And the reason why 
film is like film has more barriers to entry because there's like a bigger audience for film, right? So um, it's also economic in the sense that if you're trying to make something cool, right? If you're trying to get out there and like make something um, for like a modern audience, you're gonna have to make something on TV. First of all, you don't have the budget. Second of all, um, t- people who watch TV will, you know, obviously like your content more. Yeah, so it's absolutely an economical thing. Um, but you know, I wish it was it was not like that. I think the male Bangladeshi middle class have started going to movie theaters now that theaters are doing better and yeah and there was like a lot of like bad things associated with the film industry because i think at one point a lot of um i don't know how to put this a lot of people came into the film industry who were not necessarily interested in the art they were interested in the money aspect of things uh so they kind of came in and kind of reduced the quality to make things uh appealing to the mass audience mm. and that way the tv industry kind of lost out yeah and i mean i don't even think there's anything wrong with it because it is an escape and at some of these uh people they they need an escape so even if it's yeah um even if it's not you know shakespeare um if it you yeah, know, yeah if it's entertaining um and they're allowed to yeah. escape they're fine i mean that's why and my wife hates it when I say this, but some of these Salman Khan movies, like they're so they're they're horrible, but they make yeah. they break every, they break every single box office record. Yeah. Um, oh, um, I gotta tell you this. So this one time I was in in, in Mumbai, and it was during Eid. I, I me and me and my mom we were kind of stranded in 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 Mumbai, and my mom wanted to go see a Salman Khan movie, and we went to the theater. Um, I think it was like one of the race films i don't remember but people were they were just like people were screaming in the theaters when yeah. salman khan came on people were like bye bye is here bye yeah kick his ass like <laughs> yeah like they thought they could speak to salman khan man it yeah. was yeah um i was really taken aback but at the same time i was like wow they're really enjoying this they're seeing somebody that they relate to on screen they are seeing yeah. somebody that they feel connected to on screen, and that's great for them. So, like, yeah, yeah, movies don't have to be like masterpieces all the time. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. and and then like I feel like uh, my my favorite actor is Amir Khan. I think his movies are phenomenal, mm-hmm. and he makes like maybe yeah, one a, one, a, one a year. But I don't mm-hmm. think they do as well as like the Salman Khan movies, which are just like huge blockbusters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who are your, some of your acting? Who are some of the actors that you look up to? Oh, that's a long-ass conversation. Um, so when I was like, when I was very, very young, I think I only used to watch, uh, okay, oh yeah, I want to talk about this movie. When I was young, like my mom used to make me watch a lot of uh, Indian cinema, right? So I watched a lot of Shotujit Rai, I watched a lot of very classic Bollywood films. One of the films that I'm currently re-obsessing over is Mughal Azam. That movie really affected the way I act and the way I think about acting. Because my mom used to like tell me these stories about Madhubala as an actress and her suffering and and how she kind of ended up as a victim of the film industry. And I was kind of taken up about that. So like, um, yeah, I really look up to really classic 
Bollywood stars. Madhubala is one of them. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sorry. I think I'm just forgetting some of the names. But that's yeah, that's that's when I that's what I grew up on. I grew up on the Bengali stuff that was very subtle, uh, you know, very subtle and very realistic, very down to earth. So like as an actress, I think that's what I try to recreate on screen. Uh, you had exposure to a lot of American cinema. Any, um, any? What's your favorite um, movie in the U.S. or English movie? Oh, oh, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Oh, I wanna. God, um, I hate to say, but like Pulp Fiction is like oh, I love, I love one of the top five movies. Yes, yes. yes! Tarantino should do a movie in Bangladesh. That would be yes! insane. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's going to make it like an Anurag Kashyap kind of movie in Bangladesh if he does, and I'm like totally here for it. Imagine the fight um, scenes in like middle of uh, Purandaka, or like a Tarantino oh, fight oh. scene, blood everywhere yes, yes. and the so music. Bad. But you know, he would be he would be um, true to like the music because he's very particular about this. He would probably choose some like really cool Bangla folk music or something. Yeah. It's really cool. I would love to see a Tarantino movie. Oh man, You're, I'm getting excited about something imaginary. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that sounds so great. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk about so, extraction. Yeah. Have you seen extraction yet? Yes. Yes, what, I have. I, what was your what was your thoughts on extraction? I got a lot of thoughts on it. I first <laughs> of all, I do not, I do not support the reaction that Bengali people had to it because you know, as the person who makes films. I think they, they did an okay job. I mean, it's an action movie that Chris Hemsworth made for some change, you know, for some yeah. change money. And not everything, like not everything an actor is in has to be super good. That's not how a job works, first yeah. of all. And it's an action movie. Why do you, why do you expect it was a good action movie. like, it was, a, it was an okay action movie. I thought it was fine. It was great. I thought some of the scenes were really, some of the action scenes were really well choreographed. Yes, um, absolutely. And also the art direction, I thought it was great. You know, you can't expect like an art direction, art director from another country to get all the names right, you know, of all the yeah. shop names right. That's too much to ask for from like a film production crew. So I thought all the, and you know, about the whole you know, brown washing kind of thing that they do. That's like making, you know, putting on a filter, like a sepia filter. I, I, I get that too. Sometimes you got to pick like a color palette to <laughs> show people that it's a grungy place, you know. And obviously none of the action scenes were happening in Gulchan. It wasn't happening in Bonami. There are like cool, nice buildings here. It was happening in Purampaka. So yeah, exactly. Cut them some slack. And yeah, and I think it's foolish for Bangladeshi people to think that Netflix came out to make a movie for our audience. They yeah. just did whatever was best for their like for their numbers and so um what is one prominent goal that you have is it to work with a specific director is it to star in a specific type of film what would you say you're oriented towards right now i'm kind of trying to concentrate on making my own stuff uh and by that um i mean i'm doing some writing work myself like i'm making use of this time alone to like finish up on some of the scripts that I was working on myself. And, you know, by the end of this quarantine, I would like like to get them produced somehow. Uh, and in terms of acting, I want to do an action film. I'm like really pumped up. Really? Because I'm like, wow. yeah, I, I am. I'm like, so I'm, I've been really working out and I'm like 
yo, let's do this. Let's have some like um, action films under my belt. That'd be really fun, I think. I think that's what I want to do after this. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So have you, so these previous films that you've been in, they've been more kind of representative of social issues rather than yeah. thrillers and action, you would say? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, the only dancing in Made in Bangladesh is where we're like actually dancing in the film uh, at a wedding. So yeah. it's, it's pretty realistic. And now I feel like I'm kind of ready to do something fantastical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I kind of I watched all kinds of like fantasy movies and stuff like that. So like I want to do something super fun and out there, and maybe um, like like do a different style of acting. I don't know. I just want to explore different things after this. That's awesome. You've given really great advice through this whole podcast. I'm definitely gonna take that into consideration. You know, getting old, <laughs> hiding the fact that I'm acting from my parents, which is just quite, you know, the reality of what a lot of Bengali kids have to do if they want to pursue the arts, you know? If you weren't to pursue acting, would you say you're more of a director and a producer? Would you ever consider completely stopping acting and moving directly to production? Maybe not. Maybe not. Because I genuinely do love acting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think getting a reaction out of people by the lies you're telling is just the coolest feeling ever like <laughs> you know That's making awesome. someone cry awesome. you feel like, like isn't that like so like i don't, I don't know there's just so out there that somebody is so genuinely affected by your performance I, I really enjoy that so i think i'll never stop acting but i might do less of it because it's really stressful it's hard for me um acting is it takes a lot of my energy so I'm, i might do less of it but i don't think i'll ever really stop yeah i've always wondered isn't it super hard to assimilate into a character that's out of your comfort zone have you ever had to do that Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Made in Bangladesh film, I almost got fired from the job. No. Uh, because, yeah, dude, like a month before, we were like still rehearsing. We, it was like a, we had like a month left to start shooting. And then, um, because I'm, a, I'm an ar- urban kid, right? I grew up <laughs> in New York. Here yep. I am. Like, here I am playing like a character who, who kind of escaped a traumatic situation from her village and she's navigating her way in the garment industry in Dhaka that's like super different and when we were like when we were rehearsing for the part we were doing all kinds of like preparation right we were learning how to work the machines we were tanning we were changing our diets so that we could like put on weight and it was really hard and I was going to university at the time so I used to show up to like rehearsals wearing my regular jeans and t-shirts right mm-hmm. so it was hard for my director to kind of picture me in the film so she kind of at this one point she kind of came up to me and you'll like, be like yo you need to step your game up if you don't if you're not looking right in my frame then we gotta kick you out and i was like oh, okay i gotta step my wow. step my game up so yeah, I like the last month I went extra hard. I gained a lot more weight. I messed with my skin a lot more, dried up my hair and my feet. Um, studied a lot more about the about the industry. Built my character a lot. Like I do this for every character that I do. I make like a like a music playlist, and I only listen to that playlist leading up to the shooting. 
Like I did that and just, yeah, it's very hard and it's stressful. And it takes up so much of my time. I can't do anything else. And you know, like acting is really uh, a lot like being an athlete. You like, you have seasons. You can't play more than 20 seasons. I feel like it's like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna pace it out so that I can do it till I die. Thank you so much for getting into that. You know, it's it's really hard, you know, going into a profession where it requires so much agility and so much assimilation into roles that you're not used to. Thank you for talking about that. Um, yeah. Well, nice, we're going to nice wrap. Time. Of course. Yeah, thanks for, like, letting me, asking the right questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. it's It was so awesome talking to you, honestly. I've never met a Bengali actress. You too. You too. Um, it's great getting to, like, getting to know you guys. And you know what? I feel like I'm closer to New York despite talking to you guys right now. And, like, and that feels great. <laughs> and, hey, by, by the way, how did you uh, – so we met, Nisha, through a mutual friend – well, Emat through a mutual friend, Rahat. Right. How did you meet Rahat? Yo, Rahat is so freaking cool. She just, he just came back to Bangladesh and he just started getting, um, he just started like getting to know people here. And I met him, I think, at a party and we started talking about movies. And he told me about Made in Bangladesh. And I'm like, wait, what? Are you talking, talking about Made in Bangladesh? And he's like, yeah, I saw the movie. I thought this and that. I was like, dude, I was in it. And he's like, no way. <laughs> he's like, who are you in that movie? I'm like, dude, I'm the best friend. That's yeah. so funny. That's so funny. And then he was telling me about Rickshaw Girl. And I was like, what? I am Rickshaw Girl. Who are you? What? Who are you? So yeah, Rahat so is funny. just this super, like a total film buff guy. And he, he came to Bangladesh. And he, he's, I'm hoping he's going to make a lot more positive changes uh, through his um, company. So yeah, that's how I met him. Yeah, and that's what I was telling Anisha. There's a lot going on in Dhaka. There's a lot going on. And I could see in the next 20, 30 years, like it, you know, turning into like uh, uh, some sort of some version of Singapore. It was a lot of energy and a lot going on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yo! But like Bengali people, we've always been super creative. We've always yeah. been uh, super creative and productive, and we do cool stuff. You know, the moment somebody's not ruling us, you know, yeah. um, things start to happen for us, and I think that's where we are right now. And people, people are starting to get more financially stable so they can think about art and they can think about culture. Um, the culture, like Bangladeshi music scene is really cool. Bangladeshi art scene is really cool. Yeah, I'm just really hopeful for this place. Well, um, thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed the conversation and uh, whatever else you have going on, please uh, come back and join us. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks for having me. I'm like, it's a pleasure to be on this podcast. The red and green I beat is always in my heart I, I do it for my people, always in my thoughts I gotta be honest, with diamonds and pearls Yeah, yeah, Bengali's in New York All over the world, uh, it's the bony show uh, hey, Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we spit to the gangs we with It doesn't matter, we the essence of the Bangladesh I say, hey, come on Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we 